Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Overnight Success Podcast, brought to you by Maria Hatsi Stefanis. Maria is the founder of Rodial and Nippin Fab, best selling author, and on a mission to help you achieve your dreams. Maria's highly anticipated third book, How to Live Your Best Life, is now available on Amazon. Welcome to another Overnight Success episode. Today, we are going to talk about your team. I have a chapter in my book called How to Hire People Smarter Than You. And it's actually true. Every time that I hired someone who was a specialist in their area, who was smarter than me in the area of their expertise, I would see amazing things happen with my business. So today we're going to talk about hiring a team. It's the most important thing to grow your business, especially when you're at the startup stage. A lot of people will hate me for saying this, and I wrote this in my book as well. But my motto is hire slow and fire fast. What does that mean? Hire slow. Do not rush it. There's times that, especially when I was starting my business, I used to rush the recruitment process. My team was very small. And if I would get a CV and this person looked amazing on paper, like even before I met with them, 
I wanted to like them. So they would come into the meeting, will come into the interview. And I wasn't even asking the questions. I wasn't even challenging this person to make sure that they're right for my business. I would look at their CV. I would be impressed by some of the companies they've worked with before or some of the job specs. And in my mind, I would paint this picture of this ideal candidate that I absolutely wanted to hire. But I wasn't going deeper into into things. And the thing is that you may get a lot of people who are amazing on paper, But then at the end of the day, the fit with you and your business is very important. Do you have the same energy as as this candidate? Will you be able to work together? Will you be able to challenge each other? When you send them out to represent your brand and your business, would they represent it in the best possible way that reflects your DNA? So these are all questions you need to ask yourself. Whenever I was interviewing someone and I made a very quick decision, either because I was desperate and the position was available for a while and I needed to fill it quickly, or whether I chose not to see any red flags and go straight and hire this person hoping for the best, I almost always regretted it. And this was because it may have been the wrong fit for both the employee and the company. It's it's not one-sided. You know, the same way that uh, the candidate is not suitable for the business, the business may not be suitable for a candidate either. And the problem when you hire fast and you don't make the right decision, it is a waste of time because you get someone on board, you train them, You spend a bit of time making sure they understand your business, they understand the job, and then very quickly you both realize this is not the right thing. So here you go, starting from scratch, interviewing again, and all this time that you invested in this person is is just a waste. So hire very, very, very slow. And although we've grown a lot since my first days when I was working from a back room at home, my team isn't as big as some of the massive beauty companies like the Estee Lauders and the L'Oreal's were much smaller. People will be surprised to know how small it is. So a lot of the ideas come from my whole team. So we sit down and we brainstorm and we all come together and and come up with new ideas. And that's why it's important that you have a team that really fits right, because you have to get them all working together in sync as a team, as a family. And it's almost like creating a recipe, you know, where you're cooking, you put a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and at the end you make something amazing. But it's all in the ingredients. It's the same with a company. The ingredients are the people that will make the recipe, which is the success of the business. So when I hire someone, my first red flag is when I hear them saying, this is not my job. And at least with my business, everything is your job. You know, when I started, I was packing boxes. I was answering the phone. I was going into the store selling. Everything was my job. So I've paid my dues. I've done everything. And even now, if I need to pick up the phone and and respond to a a customer complaining about not receiving their mail order, I will be there answering that phone call in the best possible way. I'm never going to say this is not my job. So 
when I hire people, yes, of course, they have their job specs, but I still like my business to operate as a small startup and everyone have the passion and everyone roll up their sleeves and get the job done. I have no space for people who come in and they're divas and they're like, this is, this is the only thing I do and I can't do this and I can't do that because I've done everything. So I just respect people who are like me and if we need to do something like, let's say with our studio room is a mess, which is, it's always the case. We have lots of deliveries and, and we want it clean for a shoot. I will say to my team, let's just go all together and clean it up right now. And I do hope the same way that I would roll up my sleeves and get anything done in my business, that the rest of my team would do the same. Now, especially when you're a startup, you need a team of people around you that are as hungry as you for the success of the company. You need them to really believe in your service. You need them to really believe in your products because their work will have an impact on the overall business and the overall success. A lot of people ask me, what are my criteria and what are my tips when interviewing a new candidate? You know, when you send an application for a company, you send a CV and you also send a cover letter. And I don't think a lot of people realize how important the cover letter is. Sometimes people have a generic cover letter and they send it out to all companies. And yeah, what's interesting is a lot of people say, oh, I think this job in your business is gonna help me kickstart my career and then go to a bigger company. Well, it, not the exact same words, but you get the gist. And it's like, where are we? Are we a stepping stone for, for your bigger career that's coming up? Or they'll say, I think this job is really gonna add to my CV and my future career. So it's kind of crazy. A lot of candidates that we see, instead of coming and saying, these are the five things that I can bring on the table, they just treat this as uh, what this job can do for me and my CV. And that's not the right approach when you're interviewing. I mean, I remember when I first wanted to find a job in the publishing world, back in the days that I was applying to be a magazine freelancer, I was sending out letters and I was saying, these are the five five or 10 things that I can bring on the table that your magazine doesn't have right now. And that's how I got my first job at Seventeen Magazine, because I see myself as someone who can bring value to you. I don't even pretend this is the way that I want to approach everything in my life, whether it's when I used to apply for a job or when I want to work with a new retailer or anything I do. I always see it from the point of view what is the value that I can bring to you? How can I be useful to you? And I think all candidates should be that way. So it goes without saying that it's, I would say about 60% of the candidates just send the wrong cover letter. So that's an immediate no. And then we're down to the remainder 40%. So let's say 40% of the candidates, they have a very strong CV and also the cover letter makes sense and gets us excited. Then what we do, we invite them for a first stage interview, depending on the position. Sometimes I, I mean, at the beginning, I was doing all the interviews myself. Now I have my team, whether it's my HR manager or whether it's the head of the department, they do the first round and they screen out the yeses and nos. 
I do jump in on the second interview. And again, depending on the position, if it's a senior position, I sit through the whole interview. If there's already a manager or two that are involved, I pop in to say hello and just get the vibe of the person and, and give my opinion of whether they would be suitable for the business and whether the rest of the team would like to work with this new person. Now, if a candidate looks too good to be true, I go in the interview and I, I like people who are transparent. I don't like people who are hiding things. And sometimes I would go into an interview and I feel this person is, is too good to be true. They're just saying the things that we want to hear, but I can't read them. Like I feel there's something that they're hiding. And so the way to go about this interview is I'm thinking, okay, this, I feel this person's hiding something. Let me try to ask them questions that will be potentially challenges that we face at work or anything that would give me a reason not to hire this person and see whether I can get them and find who they really are. If I go through five of those questions, let's say, and the answers are legit and I feel that I, I started to get to know them a little bit better and I have no reason not to hire them, this is good news. We try to see everyone at least twice. Sometimes a candidate would put an amazing show at their first interview and then when you get them in on the second round, they feel a lot more relaxed. Sometimes people feel they've got the job when they come to the second interview. Well, believe me, you know, you're nowhere near getting the job. It's a second interview. <laughs> it's not an offer yet. So what happens is when you get them in for the second time, they are more relaxed. They think they almost have the job. And this is really where you get to see who they really are. How do they speak about their previous jobs? I've sat through a lot of interviews where the candidates badmouth the previous employees in excruciating detail. So if they do this for their previous employer, you could be next. I mean, no place of work is sunshine and lollipops every day. All the jobs have challenges and, and you have your highs and you have your lows. And we have difficult conversations, even with members of my team that have been with me for, you know, six, seven, eight years. Once a year or more often, we sit down and we have some difficult conversations. And that's life. You know, nothing is perfect all the time. So if I see people that with the first opportunity and without even being asked, they start bad-mouthing, the previous employers, that is a massive red flag. The other thing I ask myself is, if I was on a plane with this person for many hours, would I enjoy spending time with them? Could I sit with this person in a coffee shop for hours before a meeting or in between meetings and not feel awkward or irritated? Can I have back-to-back -back meetings with them all week? All these situations are likely to happen at a startup. The time that you spend with your small team of employees, the most time that you spend with anyone in your life, and you wouldn't want that to be painful. So you want to make sure that the fit is right. You want to make sure that outside the skills and what they can do, they're actually nice people, that you, you will enjoy spending time with them, your team would enjoy spending time with them, and that makes for a happy recipe and a happy team. Especially when you are in a startup mode, no startup will operate the traditional nine to five working hours. And while, you know, you don't want to encourage people to work late just for the sake of it, 
you also need to have people who can roll up their sleeves and dig into any kind of work whenever it's needed. There's times that we have a deadline and we need to work late. There's times that we have to deal with our international markets and work out of hours, come in very early for a call with Asia or stay late for a call with North America. Or there's times that we have to go to a store and set up a merchandising unit and have to be there on a Sunday morning at 6 a.m. because that's the time you need to set up. And whenever I hire people, I need to make sure that they will be there to support whatever the time. And it doesn't happen very often. It could be a few times a year or it could be a last minute request for an out of hours support. But I want to make sure that all my team is able to support whenever it's needed. It's really, really important. I remember a few years ago when we suddenly got a huge wave of press on our product called Snake Serum. It was wonderful, but it was very unexpected. We suddenly had hundreds of thousands of people on our website, which was built on a server that couldn't handle that amount of traffic and everything crashed. We didn't have a customer services person, let alone team, and the website eventually went down. The phone was ringing nonstop. We were losing mega potential sales. That was the moment that everything was going down south. I sat down my whole team. I gave them basic training on how to take orders on the phone. And I suddenly had the biggest customer services team ever. Everyone, and I mean everyone, had to be ready to take an order from the managing director down to the office cat. <laughs> the best part, well, everyone was buzzing. Everyone was hungry, motivated, excited. Rodial was on the rise. The atmosphere was tense and it was incredibly inspiring. That was one of the moments that I sat down and I thought, oh my God, I love my team. You know, we had no customer services and everyone, everyone was like, oh my God, let's make this happen. This is such an important time for the business. We're finally getting the sales and everyone was excited to jump in, you know, and support any way they could. And nothing made me happier. So to wrap it up, your team is the most important thing that happens to you. Going back to my motto, hire slow, I think I've made that point. And the last bit, which is fire fast, it's it's not a pleasant thing to do. And, uh, you know, it, it's not something that makes anyone happy. But sometimes you find if the fit is not right, especially at the beginning, if someone's been with you for, for a few weeks and, and you both know it's not working, let's just get this person out of their misery. You know, there is no point. There is no point in extending the few weeks to like a month or two or three if you both know this is not working out, and sometimes the employee cannot make the decision, you know, they're, they're kind of, okay, let me give it some more time, but you both know this is not working out. So I think the best thing for both parties is to get out of it fast. And there are employees who realize it and a few weeks into it, they say, you know what, this is not the right thing for me. I tried it. I thought it would be what I wanted, but it's not. And it's okay, no hard feelings. But if you know someone's not right, I think it's better to make that decision fast rather than drain the whole team and cause problems. So, you know, in an amicable way, in a respectable and human way, just do whatever you need to do 
to move on with your business. It's an unfortunate thing to do, but you know, sometimes we have to do that being in the business world. So I hope you guys got some tips on how to hire people smarter than you, how to build a team around you, how to interview. I have a whole chapter on my book, How to Be an Overnight Success. So if you want to read more details, refer back to my book. And it was great chatting with you today and see you next time. If you like the Overnight Success Podcast, please make sure you tell a friend, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and don't forget to leave us a rating or comment. You can find me, at Mrs. Rodia, on Twitter and Instagram. This is the Overnight Success Podcast. I am Maria Hatsi-Stefanis. See you next week.